Hello and welcome, and to, welcome the GNA to another episode of oh. the GNA Podcast. Oh, uh, do, oh, do you want to go? Yeah, great you want to go? Or, 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 I'm back. Or should I? Uh, or... I'm back for this week. <laughs> One week only. And um, I don't know. You go ahead. All right, I'll you're, go. You're running the show right now. So, so welcome to the GNA Podcast, our special St. Patty's Day episode. And you just heard the little bastard. He's back, he's green, and he's drinking some Guinness. The Grave Mind. Well, other than the drinking the Guinness, I'm none of those things. <laughs> and we've got, uh, we've got Zyberblood returning for uh, another fun episode. Always ready for the torture. And rounding out the crew, we've got D from Microbrew Gamers. Yep, I'm here in uh, Sans Pants. Well, of course, you can't have pants on when you're doing a podcast. What's wrong with you, lad? It's like Anchorman. And of course you've got me, the co-host, well, the single host at the moment, well, kind of co-host, Cecil for the night. Kind of. How's everybody doing this evening? Uh, doing alright. It's a night. It's St. Patrick's night. As you said, I have Guinness. Head's gone now. <laughs> well, that, that's, that's because you like your head a little too much. Well, you were complaining about it earlier, so... Oh, that's because you had four and a half inches of head. I mean, shit, that's more than I'm packing. We got yourselves a little leprechaun yet. (laughs) The camera adds ten pounds. Yeah, that must be it. (laughs) The camera adds ten inches. D, what are you drinking with us tonight? As usual, I'm a pirate. Got my rum. But uh, I'm running out of shit to mix it with, so I put rum in anything, so now I'm trying ginger ale. Well, what type of rum are you drinking with? Uh, Bacardi Superior this time. That's yummy. I'm what about you, Zyberblood? What are you drinking, Zyberblood? Well, uh, one of our favorites yet again, Mordello Negra. Oh, the Negro Mordello. Oh, those are such What'd a fantastic me? beer. And totally racist for drinking, by the way. Nice. Hey. And I myself in drinking a Stone Ruination Double IPA. Now, ironically, I I, seen those. these things are fantastic. This is exactly the way an IPA should be. Um, I really like um, Schlafly. Schlafly IPA. Schlafly? Schlafly. There's, that, an, there's, a, there's an extra L in there. Schlafly? Yeah. It sounds like something you do in a sexual act. <laughs> sounds like somebody trying to, say saf- <laughs> trying to say something drunk. I'll have some Schlafly here. You know, ironically, Slapping. I think that's exactly Slapping. what they did. Probably. Probably. Based out, based out of St. Louis, so got a good IPA. <clears throat> I'd give him a shot at some point. Oh, well, I've been trying the craft beers as of late, so I might have to do that. So, Gravemind, what the hell have you been doing with yourself? Lots of school and lots of work. That's about it. Um, playing a few video games here and there. Um, I went through Bioshock. The first Bioshock remastered on PC, start to finish, and then uh, go through. Now, the remaster that I saw has both one and... Did you go through both one and two, or just the first one? Just the first one. Um, on one. Steam, On Steam, if you had bought the first or the second one, you got the remastered version of that one for free. When they... Oh, cool. So, I played through the first one remastered, which looks great in 4K. Um, Rub it in. <laughs> You just made my nipples hard by saying 4K. <laughs> I know. Parquet? I know. Parquet? Grey Poupon? 
Um, anyway, I played some Battleborn. It was all right. Uh, playing the the Bureau XCOM Declassified right now, which is all right. It's kind of Gears of War esque with um, kind of elements of the actual XCOM games thrown in. So there's some tactical team based stuff there, but it's all right. The story's kind of meh. And then after this, I'm probably going to just move right down my uh, library line and work on the culling. So I got to ask the question Did you play any of the original XCOM game? I played. Um, Enemy Unknown. So so the 90s version of the Enemy Unknown, correct? No, the Xbox 360 version. Ah, oh, you bastard. Uh, in the 90s, I was playing, like, Sonic and stuff. <laughs> See, that's the only thing about you young bucks. You never have got a chance to play some of the classics. I was playing Sonic 2 and Super Mario World and, and some Mega Man games. Well, there's nothing wrong with that, I guess. So, I uh, w- one of the big things that I came up with for tonight was uh, was actually a little bit less digital than normal. So, I thought we'd talk about some board games. Yes, the classic board games. Risk, Monopoly, all the fun stuff that you get from it. So, my first question to the group. What was the first board game you remember playing? Shoots and Ladders. <laughs> I figured or that'd be one of yeah. Yeah, definitely. It is either shoots or ladders or checkers. Checkers? Then that actually counts as a board game. What about you, Gravemind? What did you first play? What's the first thing you remember playing back in the day? First thing I remember playing is probably Monopoly. Monopoly? Monopoly. Yeah. Or or like Operation, if that counts as a board game. I probably game. ate some of the checkers. <laughs> now, now you, you hit on Monopoly. Now, Monopoly is where you really learn who your friends are. Because as soon as you start getting some money, you really change. All of a sudden, yeah, you, you've got boardwalk. You I don't care. <laughs> no, no, you, you, you just figure out who you can leverage. It's all about leverage in Monopoly. I actually found a really cool newer version of Monopoly. It's Empire Monopoly. It's actually a lot quicker. Actually, about four players rather than the extended amount of players collecting land. Intellectual properties like Microsoft uh, and whoever builds their tower first wins. Is that? Have either, has any of you seen the, uh, it was the, I think it was the Star Wars 3D Monopoly? Yeah, I I was just about to say, there was a 3D Monopoly and there was like a little puzzle skyscraper you could put. It's actually really fun. I haven't tried it. Yeah, I haven't tried it either. Nor have I. The only problem I have with Monopoly is that every time we start a game, it always ends up that either we come to blows because... Somebody didn't like a transaction that happened. Or we just get end up having two people who round the board over and over and over again. And the game never actually ends. Or or you get into a fight about the rules because no one can get the rules correct ever. Even though it's been around since, you know, yeah, no. the dinosaurs. You know, we still can't figure out the rules. Like no, fucking free parking. Who knows yeah, what the <laughs> hell you do with free parking? You can't you can't figure out the rules even though the book tells you exactly what happens in the rules. It's like you have to write a contract before playing. Okay, this is what yeah, fucking free parking is. Okay, guys, everybody's got to sign it. Everybody's got to sign it. This is the rule set for this game. It only lasts for this game. Next game maybe. Um, I was also I was in chess club when I was in elementary. 
So I played a lot of chess. Oh, now you're going to a game right in my heart. God, my uncle taught me chess when I was five years old. I started playing it. And uh, it's it's so much fun. Yeah, I, I don't think yeah. I ever was really that good at it. I, I, I came in second in the school tournament, but I like lost immediately when it went past the school tournament, so... Hey, I wouldn't even come in second at a school tournament. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I always loved in chess when you'd sacrifice your queen and everybody would think that you're completely fucked because of it. And then you'd come back and your bishop would come out of left field and just take a right out. And they they look at you like, how the hell did you do that? And you're going, well, I don't really need my, my queen to win. Nah, I always liked knights. Knights seemed very first. I remember early on in uh, high school... Uh, Cecil, are you teaching me chess? Oh yeah, back in the day. Well, yeah, learning, learning it was difficult. <laughs> yeah, learning the different strategies on chess, you know. But say, learning how to play wasn't hard. It was learning the strategies. Yeah, le- yeah. learning learning how the how the how the pieces moved was quite easy. But uh, yeah. once you once you went into the actual strategies of how to do stuff, like when to king and when when to castle. Yeah, yeah castle. castle. Sorry, castle. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I pre-gamed a little bit too much tonight, so I may not be speaking all that correct. That's good right. old pawn. Also, risk. I remember playing risk for hours. Now, okay, that so is one of my absolute favorites. Here's my question: Have any of you actually finished a game of risk? No. I nope. actually have. I have. Once. I have. I have started hundreds of that damn game, and I don't think I finished one of them. No, I've never finished a game of Risk. Once. I did once. I dominated and stole everything. I think the, I think the last time I played Risk, it ended up just being like a washing machine where there was two of us left in the end, and it just kept going around the world. <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah. I used the Blitzkrieg. Another game like Risk that I like is uh, Stratego. Stratego. I've never played Stratego. But well, I, just... I don't know if it's so much like Risk, but it is a strategy game. It's like two-player. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. you have uh, two armies instead of what in uh, Risk, like four But all five. the pieces are turned around so the other player doesn't know what they're getting into. Yeah, it was a pretty cool strategy one. Uh, the one more like Risk that I really like, though, is Axis and Allies. Oh, there's a game. That's what I was just about to bring up. Axis and Allies. Now, the original Axis and Allies was so fantastic. It was, uh... Man, you know, the best part about it is that my brother, well, my half-brother, Joe, he turned me onto it. I never even heard about the damn game. And then all of a sudden he pulls out this old, tattered box that had some Germans on the front of it. And I'm like, what the fuck are we about to play? Are we about to, like, go neo-Nazi here? What the hell are we doing? We're going to pick on Poland. Exactly. Next thing you know, he's pulling this thing out, and I'm like, oh, this is fucking Risk. What the hell are you doing? And then I played it. It was such a it was such a fun game, but, man, there are so many rules. Risk with tanks and planes. <laughs> uh, you're making me want to download Civ Five, though. <laughs> <laughs> watch, out, watch out for the Gandhi. Yeah, Gandhi and his nukes. You never know when he's going to strike you. <laughs> All right, that so little starving bastard. Here's the, here's the next question I have for you. Out of all the board games that you've played in your entire life, which one is your favorite? Um, it's gonna sound stupid, but probably Mousetrap, even though I never actually played the game. Yes. <laughs> <I just said> it. <laughs> that thing like works like five percent of the damn time. I know oh, 
we have a cop. <laughs> we have one there that we try to play with the kids. It's like, well, yep, yep, yes, something works great. I don't, yeah. I don't know, I don't know of anyone that's ever actually played the game. They just set up the trap and then let it go. We've tried to play, exactly. but we, we try to play it. The trap doesn't work, and then you're like, well, fuck. Oh wait, there. Exactly. I don't yeah. think I've actually ever finished a game of Mousetrap either. No, no, you just set up the machine and you let it run. And then you reset it. <laughs> That's about it. Pretty much. It's the best Rube Goldberg that you can possibly get. <laughs> if it works. Yeah. And if it I works. My favorite game overall is Risk, but I've played a lot of good ones now, like uh, deck building games like Dominion, which are really cool. Um, there's uh, Seven Wonders is really neat. There's a lot of cool games out now that they're really getting into uh, board games and expanding that, that stuff out. Settlers of Catan, but I think overall one of my classic oldies is, is still Risk. Same here. Risk, hands down. It just brings back memories of uh, Cecil, uh, D, your oh, brother's yeah. D, and I just sitting around the table in uh, Rupert hashing yeah. out a game. In the middle remember, of nowhere. Those fucking dice Lord are of the waiting. Rings version? The what version? The Lord of the Rings version. I still have it. It was such a fantastic game. I don't think we ever actually finished that game, and we took pictures of every fucking land that we possibly could. Well, you could play either um, <clears throat> traditional Risk, or you could do, like, say, shit like, you know, tr- like trying to get the one ring and shit. It was pretty neat. It was definitely fun. When I've got to say, as of late... My favorite board game has been Zombicide. Have you guys heard of it? I haven't nope. even I have not even heard of it or tried it. Alright, so I have not heard it. Let me describe Zombicide for you. Now there's four different seasons of it right now. So you've got the original Zombicide, which is got a bunch of different scenarios. You've got these different um tiles, I guess is the way to call them. Do you set the tiles out in a specific pattern? And it makes a cityscape. And you've got different missions to do. So one mission might be you've got to break into this building and capture the medical supplies. Or it might be you have to get one of your characters to level 43. Or it could be something as simple as you have to get into this one building, get the supplies, and then, you know, get out to an exit or something like that. But... It's all based around small figurines, and as you start off, your levels are very low, so you've got basic things that you can do. You know, you've got uh, a, I don't know, um, a crowbar and a fire axe, and you start off, you've got nothing, and you rush in, and every turn, zombies spawn. So, seems pretty easy. At the beginning, it's super easy. Because only one or two zombies spawn. But then, as you start progressing and leveling up, more zombies spawn. It's like going to the damn mall. It is. It's exactly <laughs> like going to the damn mall. So, it's, it's, uh, super, it's super fun. Yeah, it's, it's, it's actually like a... It, it could be... You could actually say that it's a, uh, it's a version of, of... A board version of Dead Rising. It's... See, it's, so what was that game, that, that indie one that you introduced me to, that zombie game we played? Indie zombie game? Oh, was it for the PC it, or was it a board game? I think it was like a PC, uh, I think it was uh, PlayStation 3 or 4. There been, you don't want much head, there's there's not much head. Now there you go, That that's how you pour a Guinness. You have just about a half an inch to an inch of head, that makes it perfect. 
See, that's like a. It's not what she inch. said. Well, I mean, the camera. She's a little ad- more head than that. The camera adds a little bit. It's pretty mesmerizing though, watching it in the camera. <laughs> we can edit that out later. It's an Asus. So, one of the things that I found in playing all these different board games that there are so many different ways to play them. And one of the ways, have you guys, I posted in chat a long time ago, but have you guys checked out the uh, application Vassal? Yes, I have it not. I have downloaded it and we've used it. It's fantastic, isn't it? I like it because you can add like (laughs) a crap ton of those different board games. Okay, so Vassal is a small program that allows you, I think it's Java-based, and it allows you to add all different modules to the program. But all the different... Sounds kind of like that board game thing on Steam. It it is. It's kind of like that, only it's free, and there's thousands of board games that you can play. Even one that Blue Shark and I actually started messing around with, Space Nazis from Hell. Oh, yeah. And he's not 45. And he's not 45, yes. And I'm sure he's going to love that we mentioned that on the show. That sounds like a mix between Doom and Wolfenstein. Actually, we, we actually took a night and figured out how to play the damn game because we both looked at each other on the camera going, what the hell is this? It's, I'm sure it's still not sure how to play the damn game. Well, we actually figured it out. It's it's a space battle game between... It, it's like, have you ever played the new version of the Star Wars spacecraft game where you've got the ships that battle each other? Oh, it's like that. It's like that. <laughs> you get your little X-wings and Y-wings. and Only in this, it's, you know, Nazi planes and American planes and... Space Nazi stuff. zombie planes. Exactly. It's it's space Nazis from hell. Just great. Who let the Nazis into space? Damn it. Wow. Well, who let the space Nazis into hell? Exactly. Damn it. Again. You who keeps letting the shit out? out of there? So, Told so, you to close that damn door. Close your damn doors. So Vassal allows you to play all these different games. And I'm, I'm just on the actual module page for it. And they've got an A through Z. And... I honestly cannot even count how many are here, but they've got all sorts of different games. If you think of all the old games that you played, you'll find them here. Do they have the Pokemon trading card game? Oh shit, I don't know. Let me look under P. (laughs) If they do, I'd be surprised. Or (laughs) Yu-Gi-Oh. I played a lot of that when I was like... Well, they've got Pocket Pro Golf and a game called Polygons that I've never heard of. How do, you, how do you turn golf into a board game? Easy. How do you turn taking over another country into a board game? <laughs> exactly. No, but just looking, looking at Vassal, there's, uh, there's so many different things on here. Like there's, uh, oh, have you guys ever heard of the game called Pandemic? Yes, I've heard of it, but I haven't played it. Ironically, Pandemic is on um, Vassal. Uh, and how you spell that for anybody who's interested is V-A-S-S-A-L. Vassal. 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 Like you're trying to say Rassel. Or v. or like Cecil. Vaseline. Or, yeah, or Vaseline. Petroleum jelly. You're trying to say petroleum jelly. Kim without Vassal. Exactly. Word association. I mean, there's there's even games on here, like, if, if anybody's a, um, 
a Lovecraftian fan, but the Arkham games, the Arkham Horror games, they're all on oh, here. Oh, nice. They've got so many different, uh, they've got so many different modules on here. Just, uh, it's quite, it's quite overwhelming. And the cool part is, is that Vassal can be used to play games across, like, Skype. So, for instance, if we oh, all nice. wanted to get a game going, we could log on to the Ooh, log on to Vassal, sounds good. log on to the server, and we're all playing in the same match. It sounds like you're suggesting something. I may or could may be. not be suggesting something for a later episode. Could be. Is sorry on there. <laughs> Actually, sorry is on here. Sorry, shots edition. <laughs> Parcheesy, let's go play Parcheesy. Candyland, yes. Who's with me? I don't know uh, if any of you ever came across it, but there's a Sorry Shots edition. Where the, the pieces are shots? Yeah. Or okay. that you take shots. Oh, that sounds so, such a bad idea. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> You'll be sorry later. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> take this shot. Okay, so speaking of shot, it's, it, it's of course story time with Cecil now. So... You may all know, you know Remy, right? Everybody knows Remy. Absolutely. He's like, he's like that old joke of Bubba. Everybody knows Bubba. So, so Remy and, uh, and I used to work together. We used to work at a place called Team Howard. Great place to work. I think he might still work there. I'm not 100% sure. Anyway, Team Howard, great pony set company. Look them up. So, we're working there. And it's St. Paddy's Day. Ironically, it's today. Only it's like eight years ago. So, I'm sitting there all day telling them, hey, we got to go get a drink. It's St. Patty's Day. You're a redhead. We got to go get a drink. And he's going, no, 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 definitely not, definitely not. So I'm like, come on, man. It's St. Patty's Day. We got to go get a drink, at least one drink. So I am literally working on this man for eight hours before he finally concedes and says, okay, we can go get a drink, a single beer. So I say, (laughs) okay, let's do this. So we go down to one of our favorite local dives called The Factory. Everybody knows The Factory. Oh, God, The Factory, yes. With that laborer. And I know how that That one one. drink at The Factory goes with your Cecil. Well, loved it. We sit down at the bar, and I say, okay, let's just have the one beer. So we order a Smittix. We're sitting down, and we're drinking the Smittix, and we're enjoying it. Thankfully... Remy's head is on a swivel, so he's not looking at me. He's looking all around the bar, because that's Remy. He's looking around, seeing who's there, trying to see what the angle idiots. he can play. That, that's Remy. That, that's the guy. Not a bad thing. Not a good thing. Just a thing. So I look over at the bartender, and I eyeball him. And he sees me eyeball him, and he sees what I'm doing. And I point up two fingers, and I point towards the Jameson. And he looks at me, and he gives me a nod. So I look back at Remy to keep his eyes off the bartender, and I start talking to him. Next thing you know, there's two shots in front of us. And Remy looks at me and I go, Well, hey, there he is. I, I guess we got to... Two shots. We got to, we got to drink him. We can't let him just go to waste. So we take a shot of Jameson. And we're drinking a beer. So as we take the shot, of course, we take the shot and we squint and we, we wince a little bit because it's the first shot of the night. And, you know, when you've been drinking Smittix, the first shot is a little bit rough. Now, I know somebody's listening right now going, Nah, it's not that rough. But, well, yes, for us, it was. So I look over at the bartender and I just point up two fingers again and I point towards Remy and I. So the bartender comes over, pours two more shots for us. 
And as I'm sitting there talking to Remy, he's not noticing anything. There's two more shots in front of him. So next thing you know, we two take two more shots. So $200 or roughly there later and a big plate of garlic parmesan wings. We're very inebriated. And I say to myself, hey, you know what? The tank is full. I'm going to call it a night. Now our friend it's Ken- Cecil's fault. It is my, it's completely my, my. So, <laughs> so thank you. Yeah, our, our, our mutual friend Ken shows up and he joins in with us some, with some drinking uh. fun. And some other girls show up. And we've got some more people drinking with us. And we're thinking, this is fantastic. Everybody's drinking. Well, I, myself, am not one to be shy when I say the tank is full. So, the tank got full. So I looked at everybody and I said, hey, the tank is full. You're quitting. I said, hey, the tank is full. So I made everybody adieu and I look at Remy, who had been sitting there drinking with me and keeping up with me the entire night. And I look at him and I say, hey, my tank is full. You're about my size. You may consider crawling at a night yourself. And he goes, no, I'm fine. I say, okay, have a good night. So I go upstairs. I go upstairs and I sit down with my daughter, I who's I think one or two at the time. And she's watching Sesame Street or something like that. And of course, I'm so inebriated that Sesame Street seems fantastic. I'm seeing colors and lights all over the screen. And I'm enjoying it. Well, Teletubbies is frightening whether you're Teletubbies is frightening, though. So I'm sitting there watching this, this amazing show called Sesame Street while completely obliterated. And my wife is looking at me like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I just look at her and I say, I'm drunk. What do you expect? So I go to sleep that night. I grab a hold of my pillow because the spins show up and I just hang on for the ride. Oh, the spins. I hate that's. Oh, man. That is the worst part. I just hate it when a uh, normal taxi cab or car ride turns into feeling like you're on the Starship Enterprise and warps. Those are the worst. City lights. Uh, but yes, best best cure for the spins I've found. Take your foot, stick it on the floor. Yep, you got to get on yourself. Well, me, I'm one of those people who like to just hang on to the pillow, hold on for the ride, and pretend I'm on a roller coaster. So there I am. I'm on a roller coaster all night. I pass out finally. I get about 30, 40 minutes of sleep. I wake up. I go on to work. So there I am, and Remy and myself, we ride in together because we shared a, a company car. So we get to we get in the car, and I look at him, and he's looking slightly worse for wear. I say, hey, are you okay? And he looks at me and goes, no, I should have left. And I said, what, when I told you to leave? And he said, yeah. I said, well, why? What happened? And he goes, I puked in my laundry basket. <laughs> Of all, of all the places you could pick, that's, that's like one of the worst. Typically, a laundry basket has a bunch of holes around it. Well, I looked at him and I said, you didn't actually puke in your laundry basket. And he just looks at me with this very Remy face, lips pushed together, pushed straight up towards his nose and just does the big nod. And I look at him and I go, well, geez, man, uh, I'm sorry. And he's like, well... I got most of it in the laundry basket, and the rest of it, I don't know where it went, but uh, <laughs> I passed out after that. So, oh, man. the best part about it is that we ate garlic parm wings the entire night. And when I say the entire oh. night, I say 50 to $60 of that $200 tab was probably garlic parm wings, because we just oh, kept man. ordering them. Order. Oh, gross. And the factory oh, gives gross. you a nice Order. pile, too. Oh, I still gross. love Cecil's Tank is Full. At the Baltimore Comic Con when we went to that strip club. 
Oh, that that one's great. Well, hold on. Let me let me finish this. So, I'm just so, thinking laundry basket throw up with Parmesan garlic wings. So exactly. So <laughs> to this day, if you want to get if you want to get Remy's face to squint and wince in pain, just ask him if he'd like some garlic parm wings. Oh my God. So it's like asking Cecil's brother that, uh... about Jägermeister. <laughs> exactly. So we are posted oh, on Ninja Pancake, and he does have several podcasts on there. So every now and then, somebody write in to Remy and ask him if he'd like an Heck order yeah. of garlic parm wings on you. I'm sure he will accept it quite gracefully. <laughs> With oh, and, and dignity, uh, I bet. As an update, I've downloaded Civ Five and started playing. <laughs> Fantastic. Make sure that you uh you get on Gandhi's good side the first time around. I must be in some sort of tutorial because I don't know what I'm doing right now. Well that that pretty much explains my entire life in Civ Five. That just explains my entire life. I can play Civ Five, but it kinda just dropped me in a game and I'm like I didn't even pick who my person was or anything. Anyway, what were we talking about? I think we were talking about garlic prime wings, but uh we pretty much can go anywhere from here. Okay. Failure, garlic uh, palm wings, all the good stuff. Let's see. Oh, you got you got something. I was gonna say Go back to board games. So we've all played. We've all got our favorite. We've all got where we started at. What's some of the most obscure board games you've ever played? Just completely off the wall, good, bad, ugly. What's just some of the most obscure board games you've ever played in your entire life? Ticket to Ride. Ticket to Ride. I don't think I've ever heard of that. Has to do with trains and stuff. It's actually pretty neat. Um, probably wouldn't be that obscure. Probably like Parcheesi or actually playing Chinese checkers instead of just playing with the marbles. I can't. I can't say that I've ever played actual game of Chinese checkers. I think I've only <laughs> ever played with the marbles. I've actually played Chinese checkers. Yeah, I've played an actual Same game here. of Chinese checkers. It's exactly what you think it is. <laughs> One game I used to actually play quite a bit was backgammon. Never I love backgammon. Out, Absolutely never love it. My mom was an avid player, so she showed me how to play, so we used to play, but uh, I killed those brain cells recently, so I don't remember it. <laughs> the wife and I uh, do a game of backgammon every now and then. I'll have to refresh my brain cells on that. Um, As for obscure uh, board games, I think the most obscure I get is probably Reverse. Reverse? I haven't played that one. Reverse? All right, tell us yeah, about that. Reverse, uh, the premise of it is uh, one person's uh, the black side of the chips and you're the white side and you place down your chips in a manner of, okay, you have a white chip here. There's like uh, black chips in front of your chip. So you place a white chip on the other side of it and reverse them. Almost sounds like Othello. Yeah, it's pretty much the same thing. The whole premise is to flip all the opponent's chips to your color until you can't flip anymore. So on a side note, I've just learned something depressing. Um, the background of the title screen for Civ Five is uh, only in 1440p. Oh, no. Damn I those to, bastards. I changed it to 4K and it, it downscaled the title screen, so now it's like that big. <laughs> well, there goes my nip. Uh, now, 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 my nipples are no longer hard. Gamer yeah. issues. It's a little bit depressing. First world issues. Damn yeah. It. Damn it! Why can't I play Civ Five in 4K? I can, but why can't the title screen be the full screen? It's this little 
little box that's like tiny. Wait a minute. When was Civ Five released? Uh, quite a while ago. Maybe that's why you can't play it in 4K. But most games will scale their textures. This is just... I'm just talking about the, the background of the title screen. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Screw your textures. Yeah, screw my textures. Um, so let's talk about Magic the Gathering. I play Magic the Gathering. Holy well, actually, I recently got back in it. I stopped around the Days of Mirage. We played since... Oh, God. What, when did we start playing... Uh, Zabra Blood and Cecil? Um, I started playing in 93. Uh, I believe we started playing back in Alpha. Yeah, that's when I thought we did Alpha Beta. I recently picked up some more cards. I just picked up um, some of the newer sets. I decided to start reading the, the directions. I just looked at all these cards. I'm like, what the hell is all this shit? What's this? What's this crap? Oh, oh, they mean Island Walk. They just renamed everything. Ah. <laughs> yeah, basically. Now, that's exactly what I've been finding. Like- 2008 so i kind of started late but Uh, i I got to the point where i had all these great cards i had a great deck because my my deck was based (laughs) on tokens (laughs) like my my deck was so huge um it was based on tokens and i got it to the point where i could summon like hundreds of tokens and then use cards that would like power up off of tokens and just be able to shot people every time and then someone stole it and then i was like yeah done Geez, you sound like uh, when I had my comics back in the day. I had all my comics stolen <laughs> when I went to England, and I just gave up for a while. Yeah, that's about it. That's about that how tactic, it was. It uh, reminds me of a thing back in the day that we used to do with uh, Breeding Pit and Lord of the Pit. Oh, yeah. God, the Breeding and, uh, Pit. Yeah, I love and a Breeding whole pit, bunch Lord of, of pit. other uh, creature generator cards, even if they're yeah, like a zero-one blocker. I mean, you just... Summon all these creatures and then sacrifice them to Lord of the, Lord of the Pit for the uh, the bonus. Well, there there was like I had one card that would generate one slime token per turn or some kind of to- co- token. Yeah. I think it was slime token. Yep. And then Called there was Dragon another. Warrior. And then there was another card that would, for every slime token, it would create two other slime tokens. So it just kept building and building and building. Right. And then and then I had another card that would eat the slime tokens and get power off of it. Yep. You, uh, we uh, would have cards like uh, um, the um, Pit and uh, Thrall uh, card that would generate uh, 0-1 Thralls, I think it was. And between both of those generating at the um, following upkeep, it was pretty much unlimited creatures to sacrifice the lore of the pit. Yeah. I remember the salads of mold creatures. It <laughs> just tons yeah. and tons of those sons of bitches. See, now you, oh, yeah. you're all Fight going you're all going black deck. See, my favorite was the red <laughs> deck. Because you oh, could yeah, just burn. You burn could just burn. burn the shit out of everybody yeah. that came along. You just keep wrecking them. Sheevan Dragon the Mofos. Thing, the one thing though, uh before I did take a hiatus. When they came out with Portal and renamed a lot of the red cards um, that were basically the same thing as, like, Fireball, and they just named it, like, Scorch or whatever, and it did the exact same thing. So you could have a ton more of uh, instant burns to your deck other than just, okay, what was through Homelands and Ice Age and whatnot. 
I still love having a rat deck with all the plague rats. Oh, God. Well, the thing thing that pissed me off about Magic is that every time you get a good deck going, all of a sudden, they'd ban half the cards that were in your deck. Right. And then you'd be like, well, I can't use that. That's like every card game out there, whether it be Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon, or Magic. It's like, oh, oh, this works well? Fuck your deck. No, me and and Totes talked about it. We wanted to have a Yu-Gi-Oh duel on the podcast at one point. I actually have quite a bit of Yu-Gi-Oh cards. I, I got rid too. of all my Yu-Gi-Oh cards. I gave a D some and gave the rest away. I actually won about $250 in a Yu-Gi-Oh tournament once. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, I still wish I had all my old cards I got rid of for Magic, because it's like, I'm looking at all the dual ends. Same like, here. These are like 100 bucks a pop. I'm like, shit, I had all these. Yeah, you have any, uh, you have any Power Nines or Black Lotuses? <laughs> well, here's the best part. Back in the day when I used to play a lot of Marvel Versus... Which Marvel Versus is uh, just another one of those trading card games, but it's based on the Marvel. I played it character. with Cecil too. It's a lot of fun. It it's actually is. It takes a lot of the different um, rules from like Yu Gi Oh, Pokemon, and all that stuff, and it merges it into. I a was game. cheap. I used I used Cecil stuff. <laughs> well, the the <laughs> one thing that um one of the guys that used to play there his uh his name was the Wheeze, and he had a child there, and we always called him Wheeze Junior. And what they used to Little do, they used to look up online all Wheezy. the different tactics about how how to actually play the game and how to win. They never really thought up anything on their own. They just looked up online and figured out what worked best, and then they merged that into their deck. Well, this kid actually had an entire college tuition ride to wherever he wanted to go because he played Pokemon. So... He literally would go to all the Pokemon tournaments and win scholarships and everything else that you can think of. So this kid, this kid could go to Yale if he wanted to. Why did I never get these? <laughs> That's what I said. I, I've, I played plenty of Pokemon I wasn't card games. Why yeah. did I get a scholarship? That's I what... went to the league. I got the, the, the um, funny story about that. I went to the Pokemon League once and I brought a friend with me. He went up and bought a booster pack and got a, a Celebi. No, he got a Ho-Oh out of one of the booster packs at the he time. He got a so, Ho. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, he got a Ho-Oh. And I was like, all right, go buy me two booster packs. First one was crap. Second one, another Ho-Ho. <laughs> so it was, a, it was, it was a, a very good memory of the Pokemon League with those two Ho-Ohs we got in those two. I've actually never played Pokemon. I have not. Well, card games I haven't the card played. Game. Obviously, I play the, the video game. I don't know. Um, it's, it's fun. It's Yeah, it's simple, but it's fun. It is. It, it's simple, but there's a lot of... That's what I thought of Yu-Gi-Oh! It's simple, but fun, but um, I've been tempted to get in a, to try Pokemon out. There's a lot of different tactics in it. It's it's simple, but in its simplicity, it becomes, it becomes complex. Because you can, you can chain combos after combos, and that's where people like... Like and and I can only relate to verses because that's where I really played, you know. Ver- other than magic, I, that's where I played a lot of my card games. But there's this thing called the chain. Do you guys understand what the chain is, right? Yes. Okay. So for anybody listening who doesn't understand what the chain is, it means that cards stack on top of one another. So I play something, you play something. And then somebody else plays something, or I play something again, and basically everything stacks on top of one another, and then it works its way back in a chain. So if my card negates your card, then it breaks the chain right there, or continues down the chain until you get to the actual desired effect. 
So you can play a spell or a card and then it countered by another card, but you counter that card so it counters the counter against your card. And then at the end of the whole thing, you figure out that your card actually plays anyways. So that's the chain in itself. And that's where people get so anal in the fucking rules because they have to. (laughs) Well, exactly. Because you get into these tournaments where people like where there's $10,000 online. And people literally get like down to the wire, and there's actually ten grand. I'd be anal too. Well, there's there's actually an instance where we were playing Marvel versus in a small comic shop tournament or uh, tournament, and I was actually wrong, but I didn't realize I was wrong at the time because I didn't quite understand the rule. But I fought it so much, and I was a squeaky wheel that the tournament, the the referee at the time, who. I made a really good case at just said well you know shit he might be right and I feel bad because I was Lord wrong Cecil. it was um we were playing Marvel versus and there was a I think I forget the name of the, the character but it, it was a Hulk but I think it was like Gamma something Hulk and his specific power was if he took enough damage to kill him you could tap him and move him down into your support row and he, he wouldn't die. And he would gain a rage counter. So, you know, let's just say he had a health of five. And you do five damage. Well, he would move to your support row. He would tap so you couldn't be used. And he would get a rage counter, which was a plus one, plus one rage counter. So next time around, you had to do six damage to him. But what I interpreted as a rule was that could only be used if you did all of the effects, meaning he had to be able to tap and then he would get the plus one counter. But I was wrong. It actually turns out, after I read the rules much later and I really started interpreting them, that the tapping portion was an effect and the effect happens whether you can do it or not. So whether he could get the plus one or couldn't get the plus one, the plus one tried to apply, but it was an effect of the actual power so if he was already tapped you couldn't tap him again but that was part of the effect so you would just assume he was tapped and try to tap him again but it wouldn't happen so i was so wrong but i made such a great case that the referee was like well (laughs) shit he might be right so we're gonna say yeah you attacked him again you did six damage and he's dead when really I'm going to go ahead and apologize now to anyone who's listening that isn't used to this kind of in-depth uh, kind of nerdism here. But, yeah, continue. Sorry, I just had to break that thought up for a second. Yeah, I, I completely apologize, but we are totally geeking out right now. Has yeah. One card game I've been tempted to try, I keep seeing pop up, is has anybody tried Force of Will? Hmm. I have not. I have not. Explain. It looks neat. I, I still get offers to try... Uh, I'm probably going to bastardize the name, but uh, Carthan, Cartan or something like that. I've never heard of that either. Um, but I was going to say that this summer, when I have more time, because I'll be, uh, out of, I'm not taking any classes this summer, screw that. Um, we should find like deck builder games and play card games for streams for the podcast. That'd be fun. Oh, hell yeah. Have you ever played Boss Monster? Boss Monster, no. Yes, yes. <laughs> I have Boss Monster 2. Oh, wait, wait. I've heard of it, haven't played it. 
rather. Boss Monster is a, a, a fantastic. It's a uh, it's a contained deck building game that revolves around you're the actual end boss of a dungeon, and you have to build your dungeon. And heroes will come in and try to kill you, but you've got to build your dungeon. You build traps and all this other shit with cards, and they've got to make their way through and attack. It's uh. But it's a nice self-contained game, so it's not, it's not like Magic or Yu-Gi-Oh, where, you know, it's 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 the Destiny fix where I bought this and I got RN Jesus to give me this specific card, so it makes me way more powerful than you. It's the same cards over and over again, so everybody has the same chance of getting, you know, the different things. So it makes it much more level of a playing ground and makes it much more simplistic in nature. Yeah, we, but uh, we definitely need to do that this summer. Is find deck builder games and uh, just like online versions of these card games where we can actually build our own decks out of just infinite banks of cards. Oh hell yeah! And just play them. I think it'd be fun. Um, Catan actually. Yeah, let's play some Catan. We need to play some more D and still want to do the D and D podcasting, but I just <laughs> I don't have time right now. Well, it's it's funny that you mention that because uh, I mean I've I've had to take a small hiatus from building the campaign, but uh, I have uh, I have been developing one hell of a Star Wars campaign, and it's uh, I, I, you I've been seeing your notes on it. It's uh, well, I, I D and and Cyberblood can attest to some of my my yes. older games. Um, oh my god, yeah, there were lots of fun. I I tend to. Uh, See the only the only problem that I have is that when it comes to like an RPG, when I when I start writing a campaign, I've never liked like pre-written campaigns because they're always, in my opinion, they're they're very very Limiting. linear, and you you can't. I find them stuffy. Well, exactly. They're they're there. There's not a lot of options. If for some reason somebody does something completely off the wall that you didn't expect, then. You can't rewrite the entire campaign from that point on. But if you write something yourself, you can kind of roll with it. You can rewrite almost the entire campaign, if you'd like, from, you know, from, from beginning to end, if you need to. So I've always really been happy with writing my own campaigns. And this one, usually I write campaigns so that the characters live through them. Yeah, there's a distinct way out there's there's a point a there's a point b and then there's point c through z all the way through but there's a distinct way for them to get out this one i wrote completely differently i wrote it with the idea that everybody is going to die that the game is stacked (laughs) against you that the house the house is going to win and it's gonna be interesting your goal is to try and uh Defy the odds. <laughs> One good deck building game, though, just to kind of regress a little bit, I really like is uh, my wife really loves is Dominion. Tell me about Dominion. I've heard about it, but I can't say that Never I know how to play it. it. It's basically it's a deck building game where basically you want to try to uh, get the most resources, like say like land and like say um, certain types of uh, land are worth different amounts, and it's strategy. So you can uh, do stuff that can cause like say. You know, to kind of attack the other player, so to speak, or you you know you can do different things like cause curses that cause like say a minus one at the end of the game, where basically for every curse card, 
you lose, like, say, a point you would gain from owning the lands and the stuff like that. So it's a really... And then their money comes into play, so you're trying to buy, like, different uh, different things, and you build your deck bigger. And you try to get it so you have, like, say, not just, like, say, the, the, the money worth one. You want to get, like, the gold pieces worth, you know, like, five or something. You want to have more and more resources. And it's really neat. It's very uh, uh, strategically oriented, but... Um, yeah, my wife kicks ass at that one. But I like to get, like, the witches and curse the shit out of everybody. That sounds like fun. The only thing that annoys me about deck-building games is that you can have... There's a lot of expansions for it, but we have most. Well, the, the problem that I have with it is that you, there's so many rules that can that can center around them, and it, it muddies the water. It's like Monopoly, where you get you get a rule that almost everybody agrees on, and then you get that one bastard who says, well, no, I interpreted it this way. And then you got to sit there and fight for an hour on what the rule actually means. No, you don't. That's why you have the alcohol-soaked uh, cloth. That one bastard. Don't, don't you mean the ether-soaked cloth? Ether, yeah. Yeah, ether. yeah, rubbing alcohol. Yeah, whatever the hell I have. It whatever you can possibly find when, when it's yes, ready. <laughs> Waterboarding with rubbing alcohol. <laughs> well, I... <laughs> I, I, I don't think I don't think that's called yeah, waterboarding that at the time. I, I I I believe that's actually called murder. After you do that, I'm pretty I'm pretty confident that's murder. I think the only one that can withstand drinking or imbibing rubbing alcohol is my dad. Yeah, but your dad can withstand anything. There'd be like there'd be a nuclear holocaust, and there'd be three things alive. It'll be roaches, Keith Richards, and your dad. And my dad would probably try to smoke <laughs> Keith Richards. And the, the Nokia 3310, you can't forget about that one. Well, yeah. yeah, and you'll find it embedded in some street somewhere because it got rolled over in a steamroller. Or because my dad got pissed at it through a town when he couldn't figure it out. <laughs> we did it out of the gene pool. Th- threw it through a truck or something? <laughs> well, and, and if you threw it at a truck, the truck was destroyed. Yeah, instantly. <laughs> So I'm I'm looking through these these modules on Vassal, and I know I'm I'm beating a dead horse on this, but I actually found a, a module called Dawn of the Dead. Oh, that sounds good. And I, I I'm super interested in how to figure out what the hell it is. I, I do want to throw out. I apologize if you end up uh, editing this later. I I gave up on Civ Five and switched to Overwatch, so there's going. That's ah, all right. We can we can edit out the clicking. He says Overwatch, but we know it's porn. We know it's porno. I don't need my hands on the keyboard for porno. <laughs> you need one hand on you the keyboard. See, you no, you don't. You, yeah, you do. I use my strong hand. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you need a hand on the keyboard? Do you, is that like for a safeguard? No, you've is you've that... got to you got to pause it. You and, need and something you to make grip. slow motion. <laughs> Mix. Well, then again, I mean, I, I think so Derek's. Can... Uh, you rewind, can re- play again. Re- yes. Yeah, re- rewind and enhance. Is that exactly? <laughs> You've got 4K there, man. You've got to zoom in. Enhance, enhance, enhance. You see ooh, every last ooh, bit of that I can see your herpy. Enhance. Exactly. You got to figure enhance. out whether that's a pimple or a herpy. <laughs> nope, nope. Enhance. Just an ungrown hair. Never mind. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> uh, so anyway, um, the whole the D and D thing. Yeah. I was going to start a D&D show, but it was going to be kind of like, and you can cut this out later to cut any spoilers in case I actually do decide to do it later, but um, it was kind of going to be like, uh, like, it would be
That's interesting. I thought it would be an interesting way to tackle it. That's very interesting. It uh, reminds me of, um, uh, uh, well, I'm trying to remember the book. Uh, what was it? Uh, World War Z, where it goes from uh, each perspective of what you did. Oh, yeah, perspective man. to perspective. Yeah. World War Z and was a fantastic like, book. That that would that would be an interesting. I'm down. Have that perspective of the um, someone who stays constant throughout the entire story. To, to to just see these people that just leave the party randomly every every so often and then come back a couple hours. That'd be kind of funny after the fact. Well, you see Nimrod here. He left. He had to go take a leak. And uh, he came back after the big battle. But it was a really good leak. And then suddenly there was ponies and unicorns everywhere. <laughs> and he had a role for initiative like a boss. Jesus Christ, you remember from back in the day where we'd randomly be just walking around and just yell at each other, hey, roll for yep. initiative. Absolutely, if you didn't have your dice, that would count it as, uh, as a um, botched roll. I got mine, I got mine, let me get mine. Everybody's got to have their dice. I actually have a, uh, I've actually got a uh, Cthulhu dice in front of me right now. You guys ever played oh, that nice. game? Oh, nice. Um, the only Cthulhu game that I have is a game that Derek got me. I can't remember the name of it. Um, I'm gonna go uh, old D. school. I still have a hundred sided dice for old D and D. Oh Jesus Christ! You roll that fucking thing, and it takes forever for it to stop. <laughs> the uh, they they have a name for it. What's what's the name for it? Um, fucking annoying. Uh, it's on Amazon. I forget the name for it. What? Okay, what number? What number? Uh, three um, hours later. <laughs> it's doom, oh, it's doom, on a corner. Doom, we can't. Doom, we gotta reroll. Doom. I got these. With the hundred sided dice, how the fuck do you tell what number it is? So we we got to play Cthulhu Second dice one dice night right on, oh. on the uh, on the podcast. Um, if you guys haven't played Cthulhu dice, it's uh, it's kind of like um, a weird version of LCR. You guys ever play LCR? What does LCR stand for? I don't even think I heard. Oh of it. man. Okay. So okay, LCR is probably the single best drunken party gambling game ever. LCR Go on. is an old game that you teach to kids. It's left, right, center. So you roll the dice and it comes up with an L. And you've got, chi- well, in the original game, you've got chips. And the chips, you get three chips. So one for left, one for right, one for center. So if you roll an L, you pass a chip to your left. If you roll an R, you pass a chip to the right. If you roll a C, you put one of your chips in the center. The last person who has a chip wins all the chips in the center. Now, I'd like you to just take this into a drunken environment where you've got a bunch of people who have been drinking and they have a bunch of dollar bills. Okay? So, everybody gets... the strip club. <laughs> everybody gets three dollar bills. And you... It's simple. You pay three dollars, you get into the game. But depending on how many people are there is depending how big the pot So... You know, let's say there's five of us there. Well, fullers. So at the end of the night, you could come out with $27 up. Just from playing a simple game called Left Right. It's so simple, it's so fun, but it's so... It, it really is. I still like Drunken Twister. Yeah, but... Drunken Twister. Drunken Twister reminds me of my college days. Well, we, we hey, don't want to mention... As long as you got some uh, females amongst the mist. What if there's... Oh, what if there's the female version of E.T. there at your college days, D.? 
Then you, because uh, you uh, were imbibing too much, you scream, you run, you bounce off a concrete wall and go a couple miles down the road, scream. And uh, get recovered by a friend days. later, bleeding and screaming. Sounds about right. Those days. That was last week. Uh, I was going to say, you're going Coyote to college. wake-ups. I know. <laughs> That's why I said that. That was last week. I was going to say, that uh, there's nothing better than waking I, up and... I hated the coyote wake-ups. There's nothing better than waking up and... Trying to ask people where the hell you are, and they say that you're in Mass, and you say, well, wait a minute, I don't go to church. And you say, no, Massachusetts. <laughs> you see, yeah, that's happened you're, to me, and now I live here because I couldn't find my way back out. Exactly. You're in Boston now. <laughs> you're there because just... you licked the pole. Oh, damn, you did lick the pole. All right, so. Germaphobe, that's pretty bad. <laughs> did, we, did we have any more topics we wanted to bring up? No, nah, nah, board games was pretty much it, and uh, I think we I think we tackled that about as much as you can beat a dead horse. Which is quite a bit, it turns out. Yeah. Ironically, yes, it is quite a bit. <laughs> There's still a couple pieces of bone left. <laughs> the rest is mush. Beat the bone? We just That's what she said. Beat a dead horse down to the bone and beyond. And then you turn that bowl in, bone into meal. And then you turn that meal into bread. And then you bake that bread and you eat it. And you mash it all over again. Or you can take that bone meal and make gummy bears. Hey, gummy bears rock, so I'm Actually, you know the best? I think the best gummy bears would be for a prank. They got banned and they had to do a recall. But Haribo made some sugar-free gummies. Oh, dear Lord, those things. But what they fucked up is that the sugar-free... but the sugar-free sweetener they used happened to also be a laxative. <laughs> Holy shit, those are awesome. Well, that's like, um, that's like, uh... You've got to read, you've absolutely got to go <clears throat> on Amazon and read the reviews. They're either, like, say, abysmal, like, horrible reviews that, oh my god, I ate these, I got so sick, versus, man, these are the best. Those sons of bitches at the office kept stealing my food, and now I know who did it, because, man, they stayed in the bathroom for, like, six hours shitting themselves to death. Well, that's like the um, the fish that like sixty eight percent of tuna that's sold as sushi in America is some fish that causes anal leakage. I forget what the name of it is. But. Well, shit. Speaking of tuna, did you hear about that guy who ate uh, ate sushi? Like, what the hell was it? He ate sushi like every week for forever, and he ended up having his body riddled with tapeworms. Oh wow! Did you guys hear about that? Oh, no, that sounds horrible. <laughs> well, he ate sushi like once a week at this specific restaurant. And he, he went to his doctor oh, and man. he was feeling, you know, of course he was feeling ill. And he goes to his doctor and they uh, they take x-rays of his, his lower abdomen and his legs. And literally, he was riddled with hundreds of tapeworms that had just made its way all over his body. Does anybody oh, remember uh, The Nightmare Before Christmas? He turned into boogie, yeah. uh, the, 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 the boogeyman. There was nothing but insects in that sack. Exactly. <laughs> okay, um, some of the white sushi at sushi restaurants may be Escalar, which is linked to anal leakage. Oh, <laughs> well, I guess I got to go eat some Escalar then, don't I? <laughs> hey, if that's, if that's your Slug thing. Trails. Oily anal discharge. Kind of love anal leakage. <laughs> nothing wrong with anal leakage. Don't be judging me. <laughs> just don't buy white underwear uh, buy the black or the dark colored ones that nobody hey. can tell <laughs> black socks black socks the longer you wear them the cleaner they get <laughs> so on a complete side note if anybody is looking through Vassal right now they actually have a module for Dominion 
Do they have mousetrap? Oh, Jesus Christ. How the hell can you make mousetrap? Well, fuck, I'll look it up. (laughs) They can make mousetrap work. They're hired. Holy shit. Yeah, can can you set up the, the machine and watch it fall down again? I don't know, but how would you randomly get it that it just doesn't work, though? Because that was the whole point of Mousetrap, is that half the time it didn't work, and then you had to reset. If I was a programmer, I'd make it be like, oh, they got Mousetrap, and download it, but just because it'd be like, you assholes, you really think that is going to work? And just, like, wipe out your computer hard drive like that. There's the trap fuckers. They do have a game, a module called Mobile Suit Gundam Fortress, and I've never even heard of that board game. I know the wow. anime Mobile Suit. Same here. Anyone remember the anime? Wing Gundam, Gundam, W Gundam was my favorite. The G Gundam, yes, I thought G was Gundam kind of was great. I love G Gundam. I, I didn't like. The, stu- I didn't like the golden fingers. Like, what you do? <laughs> well, fucking gold out of your nose? I mean, the no, golden no. finger shit. No, we're going back to the anal leakage. It's erupting, burning finger. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> burning. Those finger who go to bed awesome. with itchy finger wake up with. Oh, those who go to bed with itchy ass wake up with smelly finger. Confucius <laughs> say, damn you, alcohol. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Confucius say, man standing on toilet, high up butt. <laughs> Confucius say, man with four balls, no walk. Oh, dear Lord. Confucius say, man with brass balls, spark in windy weather. Ah, <laughs> oh, I see, said the blind man, pissing the wind. It's all coming back to me now. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. My eyes! Which other horrible what? metaphors can we come up with? <laughs> what if we come to blonde jokes? I don't know. <laughs> How do you drown a blonde? no mouse trap. Put a scratch and sniff sticker at the bottom of a pool. Sticker at the bottom of a pool. How do you make a blonde fall or a one-armed blonde fall out of a tree? Wave. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got one for you since we're going into blonde jokes. Okay, so a blonde and a brunette—they're sitting at a bar and they're watching the five o'clock news. And there's a man about to jump off a building. And the brunette looks over at the blonde and says, "I'll bet you twenty dollars that he jumps." And the blonde looks at her and goes, "I'll take that bet." And then they watch the news, and the man jumps. The blonde starts shuffling through her purse. She gets out a $20 bill, and the brunette goes, Nah, I tricked you. I saw it on the 12 o'clock news. And the blonde looked at her and says, So did I. I didn't think he'd jump again. <laughs> I've heard that one. I've heard that one. <laughs> I was going to say, if you haven't heard that one, then you haven't heard a blonde joke. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that one. Um... Just as long as this does not degrade to dead baby jokes. No. <laughs> then, then we'll lose all of our subscribers. I yeah. got one more blonde joke for you. So, okay. there's a blonde, a brunette, and a redhead all sitting around the table. And the redhead looks over at everybody and says, I just don't know what to do. I was cleaning my daughter's, uh, my daughter's laundry last night, and I found a pack of cigarettes. I, I just don't know how to approach her about it. And the brunette looks at her and goes, I know what you feel. I was going through my daughter's, uh, I was putting my daughter's laundry away last night and I found a bag of marijuana. I just don't know what to say to her. And the blonde goes, I know exactly what you two are talking about. I was going through my daughter's purse and I found a condom. I didn't even know she had a dick. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, this day and age, it wouldn't be all that surprising. No, it wouldn't actually. (laughs) Right. Don't well, assume my new. gender. Well, that's new. Okay, what gender are you trying to look like? Is fuck, uh, I'm confused. I'm surprised I won't get I'm crucified a- for uh, assuming somebody's gender on that joke. I'm an attack helicopter. All right. What else can we talk about? That's offensive and mildly. Well, bizarre. well, shit. Since since it is St. Patty's Day, I guess I can I can tell one joke that uh, that a good friend of mine just reminded me of. So, 
this is the this is the barman joke with the fly in the beer. So there's an, an Irishman, a Scotsman, and an Englishman all walk into a bar, and they all sit down and they all order a beer. And the uh, the 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 Englishman looks down in his beer and he sees that there's a uh, there's a fly in it. So pushes his beer away from him and has a look of disgust on his face of I can't believe I just had a fly in my beer. So the Irishman looks over at him, kind of gives a scoff, looks down in his beer and sees a fly in it. And he takes the fly out, he shakes the fly off, and he throws the fly away and continues to drink his beer. So then the Scotsman looks down and looks over at the Irishman and the Englishman and just gives a scoff of what the hell are they doing? Looks down in his beard and he sees a fly in it. So he picks the fly up and he looks the fly square in the eye and goes, SPIT IT OUT! If you want to go into bad jokes, I could always tell the uh, the magic dildo joke. Oh, Jesus, Matty and Joseph. Classic. Go on. Give it a hit. All right. So this guy, right, he's got a wife, and yeah, she's, she's got a little bit of history about it not being the most uh, faithful. And he's going away on a business trip so to keep her busy while he's gone. You know, the flaming piss there, the herpes or anything else. So he's up to keep her busy at least. So he, he sees a salesman and he goes he goes into a shop and he's like, you know, so, you know, he shows him a bunch of his wares. He's like, oh, we got the, uh, you know, the vibrator 3000. He's like, yeah, she's got that. Uh, and he looks at, you know, gets, you know, shows him a bunch of other stuff. He's like, eh. eh. And finally the guy goes, oh, but we have one more thing in the back. He's like, oh, uh, okay. He's like, it's the magic dildo. He's like, okay, the magic dildo. I'm intrigued. What's so magic about it? So the guy goes in back and brings it out. I goes, okay. The thing responds to commands. It's uh, it's magic. Yeah, so he goes, uh, okay. So you got to follow my instructions. Make sure you take note of this. He goes, okay. Magic dildo my shoulder. And the thing starts, you know, floats up in the air and just starts pecking at his shoulder, going at it. He's like, okay, magic dildo stop. The thing stops, goes back in the, you know, back in the little box packaging. It's like, okay, cool. He's like, yeah, you can do this. So, you know, magic dildo my knee. It goes off and he goes, magic dildo stop. And the guy goes, dude, that's fucking cool. I, I, I bet that'll keep that bitch busy. So he's like, okay, cool, cool. So he goes back and, and tells his wife about it. You know, all you got to do is say, say magic dildo this, and man, it, it'll go out. And she's like, okay. He's like, yeah. So so you know, I'm gone. You could go ahead and play with this. So he leaves on the business trip, and the wife's sitting there. And of course, she starts getting antsy, and she's like, oh, why not give it a shot? So she goes in and she sits there and he goes, oh, yeah, magic dildo my cunt. And of course, goes starts going at it, and she's having a grand old time. So she's finally, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're getting off a couple of times, twitching like a son of a bitch. She, you know, like a jellyfish getting tasered. She, uh, <laughs> she, she goes to put it back in the box. That might have been and funnier like, than the joke. <laughs> she puts it back in the box. And then she's like, okay. And then right back in. She's like, what the fuck's going on? She's like, you start to get a little sore. She just pulls it back out. Puts it back in the box. <sighs> Ooh, what a surprise. Back in. She's like, fuck. Pulls it back out. Throws it down. Runs out the door, you know, gets in the car and starts speeding down the fucking highway. You know, she's freaking out because, you know, just, you know, freaking out. What the fuck's going on? So, of course, she's speeding. So the ho- the cop pulls her over and goes, what's the uh, what's the problem, man? She goes, you know, do you know why I pulled you over? She's like, yeah, I was speeding, but, but, but there's an emergency. He's like, what's the emergency? She's like, there's a magic dildo chasing me. And the cop just looks at her and goes, magic dildo my ass. But <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's terrible. That was a lot of buildup. I can tell a joke like that if you want me to. It might take a little bit, but go for oh, it. Got time? Go right ahead. Okay. Hey, I've All got right. wine. I'm on to wine now. All right. So there's a guy. He's just a you know normal guy driving through kind of like cornfield, Nebraska, 
but he's from the big city. He's he's heading he's heading from one city to another. He's got a business trip or something. I don't know. It's kind of ambiguous what he's doing. Anyway, he's driving through these cornfields. Car breaks down. So uh, his car breaks down. Um, eventually, an old man on a tractor comes putting along. You know, says. I, I, I can't really do anything to fix your car, but if you want to come back to my house, we can call someone. They'll be out in about a few days. They'll come fix your car. He says, okay. So uh, he follows the old guy in the tractor back to the old guy's house. Uh, gets to the house. The guy's like, here, listen, I'll, I'll let you stay here. Just you can't um, go into the pantry in the kitchen. It's off limits. Just can't go into the pantry. Anywhere else, you have free reign in my house except for the pantry in the kitchen. Guy's like, okay. Well, um, so he, he gets set up. He goes up to bed, you know, kind of sitting there at night. He's just thinking about the pantry. He's like, why, why did that old guy not let me go in his pantry? It's kind of weird. I'm really curious about that pantry. Stashing the fucking lucky charms, that bastard. And so he's just sitting there, tossing and turning and tossing and turning. He's like, ha! Huh, I, I gotta, I gotta find out what's in the pantry. I gotta go in there. I gotta look, cause you know there could be dead bodies in there. I, I would never know. I gotta go look in the pantry. So the guy gets up, walks down the stairs, uh, walks into the kitchen, walks up to the pantry door, and it's open. And he walks into the pantry, and he sees that there's more stairs in the pantry. So he walks down the pantry stairs, and there's a big oak door with a giant, like, old-fashioned, like, steel lock with, like, big oak, you know, like, this is meant to keep someone in or out. You know, it's it's there for a reason. Well, the old guy kind of walks up behind him. He's like, I told you not to go in the pantry. He's like, I, I'm really sorry. I'm just, I'm curious. Like, I didn't know if you were holding a dead body in here or if you're a murderer or something. He's like, no, no. But since you're so curious, I'll, I'll assuage your curiosity. He goes, he goes, he opens the big giant padlock, opens the big giant wooden doors, and uh, there's some more stairs. They begin walking down those stairs. And they walk down the stairs, and they eventually come up and begin against a big steel door with a, a kind of a code lock on it. And he's like, well, you really want to keep something down here, don't you? And the old man's like, yeah, it's it's kind of important that it stays locked up. So he, uh, the old man enters the code. They go through the big steel doors, and they go down some more stairs. And they come up on a big, like, it's kind of like cement, and it kind of just like closing it in on itself, and it's like uh, got like hydraulic actuators trying to open it up, you know. He's like, you really want, you really want to keep something down here, because you got more security than Fort Knox. And uh, old man's like, yeah, it's got to stay down here. So he opens up the third door, and they come up on a big room with a cage in the center, just a small little cage with some torches around it, and there is a giant purple gorilla in the cage. Gorilla. So, the, the 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 gorilla's sleeping right now. It's not really doing anything. But uh, the 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 businessman, he's kind of like amazed, like, wow, that you know, this must be one badass gorilla. This dude's keeping it under this much lock and chains. And he said, and the old man's like, all right, so I've shown you what's down here. You can come down here anytime you want to now, but just don't touch the gorilla. That's all you got to do is just don't touch the gorilla. This guy's like, all right, I won't touch the gorilla. So they begin to head back up the stairs through all the uh, beefy Mondo security doors. And uh, 
Business guy gets back up into bed. Old man goes to bed. Goes to bed. Businessman, he's sitting there tossing and turning again. He's like, I wonder why he doesn't want me to touch this gorilla. So, the the businessman, he's like, he's sitting there tossing and turning. He's like, why don't, why can't I touch this gorilla? He finally gets up. He walks back down to the pantry. Starts going down the stairs. Gets through security door number one. Gets through security door number two. Gets through the third one. Walks up to the cage, to the gorilla. Kind of pokes it. The gorilla rakes up with a roar and it's like, he's pissed off. He's going to, he's going to, he's going to kill someone. He breaks through the cage bars and the businessman's like, oh shit. He, he, he hauls ass back up the stairs. He walks through the, the cement actuator doors. He closes it behind him. Yeah, it closes. The gorilla breaks through. He's like, oh shit. He keeps running. He runs through the next set of doors, the, the, the steel doors with the lock. Uh, he gets a little bit farther upstairs. Gorilla breaks through. He gets up the last set of stairs through the last wooden door, and uh, he gets the last wooden door closed, and then the gorilla breaks through, and he gets up into the kitchen through the pantry door, and the gorilla pins him against the wall and says, you're it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Christ, that that was a little build up for that. (laughs) Yeah. That's the point of the joke, is it's 100% build up, and the joke is a major letdown. Uh, the the problem is is when I first got told that joke every time the businessman went back downstairs it went through the entire explanation of each door again I kind of skipped those explanations just to save a little bit of time but I swear this the first been a bigger letdown than the Trump administration <laughs> I swear the first time I heard that joke it took about 45 minutes to get to the end all right well wow. I've got I've got I've got a good long joke for you so Okay, cool. So there, there's, uh, there's, there's good old Johnny, joined up in the military in World War Two, and uh, you know he's going off. He's uh, he's going to fight the war, and he's you know he's going through basic training, and they really don't teach him that much, so he's really feeling slightly underwhelmed at this moment. So they say, hey, Johnny, you're about to go off to fight the war, and Johnny goes, okay. He says, you better get over there, and you better. You better line up for your gun. So he goes, okay, let me go do that. So he gets in line. And old Johnny, he's the last person in line. He gets up there. And uh, they look at him and they go, well, I'm sorry, but we don't have any guns left. And he says, you don't have any guns left? Well, what, what am I going to use? He says, well, we got this magic broomstick. He goes, a magic broomstick? He says, yeah, you just point it <laughs> at the enemy and you're bangity, bangity, bang. And the enemy will drop dead. So Johnny... Looking at him, look, they've got eight heads. He takes this magic broomstick. He looks over and he sees a line for bayonets. And he thinks to himself, well, geez, let me get a knife on the end of this thing. At least then I'll be able to do some damage. So he gets on line. And sure enough, he's the last person on line for the bayonets. So he gets up there and they look at him and they say, I'm sorry, Johnny, but we don't have any bayonets left. He looks at him and goes, you've got to have a bayonet. All I've got is this broomstick. And they go, well, we've got this magic carrot. He looks at him and goes, a magic carrot? What the hell am I going to do with a magic carrot? They say, well, you stick it on the end of your broomstick and you go stabity, stabity, stab, and the, the enemy will drop dead. So, Johnny, thinking to himself, I'm dead. This is it. This is, this is my port of call. I'm dead. This is my final hour. So he goes out there with this broomstick with a magic carrot tied to the end of it. And he gets out there and he thinks to himself, well, geez, 
At least if I get out there, maybe I can get a gun off of a, off a fallen soldier and then I'll at least be something. So he runs out there and he's... Sounds how like they equip us modern day. Pretty much, yeah. So he gets out there and he's he's running up against one of the mounds and he's he's sitting there, his heart's racing. And the, whole, the, the, the bullets are flying over his head. So he, he just, he goes, oh, well, I, I got to do something here. All of a sudden there's this, this German soldier that comes running over the hill. And he just looks at him and goes, Stabity, stabity, stab! And the German soldier drops dead. And he looks at him and goes, There's no way that worked. He thinks maybe somebody must have just shot him. So he looks over and he pops his head over the, over the mound. And he aims at a, shoulder with, or at a soldier with his magic broomstick. And he goes, Bangity, bangity, bang! And the soldier drops dead. He ducks back down behind the hill and he goes, There's no possible way that that just happened. There's no possible way. So he gets back up and he aims at another soldier and he goes, Bangity, bangity, bang! And the soldier drops dead. And he thinks to himself, my God, this is amazing. I never have to reload. I don't have to do anything. All I have to do is say some words and they drop dead. So there's Johnny with his magic broomstick and his carrot. And he starts just waving through waves of the enemy going bangity, bangity, bang, stabity, stabity, stab. And just going through waves of enemies, dropping them all dead. And then he gets up to this one big guy. And he looks at him and he goes bangity, bangity, bang. He just stands there and looks at him. And he goes, stabity, stabity, stab. And he just stands there and looks at him. And the last thing is, the last thing that Johnny hears before he dies is, tankity, tankity, tank. <laughs> I love that joke. Every time you tell it, it cracks me up. All right, I'll be right back. I'm going to drain, drain the, the cup. There. I'll be right back. The lizard. Break the seal. Yeah, the lizard. Yeah, breaking the seal. I, I think the seal was broken away. I'll go. Ah, oh, so that's what that puddle was. <clears throat> I guess I got one more joke sitting up my sleeve. Another long, mildly long joke. So there's an orchestra, and they're all playing. And oh. there's the conductor up there. And he's doing his conducting. And he smells something. He smells something a little funny. So he looks down at the first violinist, who happens to be the closest to him, and he goes, Did you fart? And the violinist just shakes his head no. And he's sitting there, and the... The concert's getting a little bit longer or a little bit more, you know, intense. And he's going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And the smell is getting stronger. So he again looks down at the first violinist and he goes, Are you sure you didn't fart? And the, the violinist just shakes his head no. So there, there he is. And it's getting really intense now. And they're really getting to the climax of the show. And the smell... The smell is so strong, it's overpowering. And there's the, there's the conductor. And he looks down at the violinist and he goes, Did you shit your pants? And the violinist just nods at him. <laughs> Here's a bad one-liner. Bad one-liner. A friend of Bye, mine Steve. recently... <laughs> a friend of mine recently died <laughs> after drinking a gallon of varnish. It was a horrible end, but a lovely finish. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, I guess I got to tell this story now. Another Cecil story time. So, way back in the day, you, I'm sure you remember this day. Way back in the day, sitting in the Salem house, I'm sitting there in that old chair that I have sitting up in my room. I, the one that only I could sleep in and nobody else could. Exactly. Just sitting without getting stabbed. Exactly. That that chair right there. So we're sitting there and. You get up and you leave the room for a little while. And I forget what I'm playing, but it's something on Super Nintendo. And I'm playing it and you come back in. I don't even realize it. You go and you flop on my bed and 
I think you're flipping through a comic or something. And there you are. You're just, you're reading it. And uh, I'm sitting there and all of a sudden I get this waft of a smell. And I look over at you and I go, hey, quit farting on my bed. And you looked over at me and you said, I'm not farting on your bed. I just kind of scoffed it off. Didn't even think anything of it. Playing the game a little bit more. I I forget the game I was playing. I think I was playing like Rogue or not something Squadron, like Supreme Squadron or Squadron Supreme. It's something like that. Some Super Nintendo game where you had to fly. Side scroller. And the smell starts getting stronger. So I look over at you and I say, hey dude, stop, quit farting on my bed, man. And you look at me and, and you laugh and you go, I'm not farting on your bed. So a little while goes by and the smell is getting really strong. So now I get really serious with you and I say, dude, quit farting on my bed, man. I have to sleep there. And you get, got very angry at me and you're like, dude, I'm not farting on your bed. All right, stop saying I'm farting on your bed because I'm not farting on your bed. There was no farting on the bed being done. So now I'd like to I'd like to take a quick backtrack from that. I'd like to I'd like to zoom out and zoom downstairs where my mother was sitting on the com- was 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 walking downstairs and my father's on the computer sitting and my mom smells this horrible smell. She doesn't think too much of it. <laughs> so she goes over to my father and uh, she goes, "I'm going out to the store. I'll be right back." So my father goes, okay. Now granted, <laughs> my father's got a very, very thick English accent. Uh, he's from Wolverhampton. So unfortunately, it's like the only accent I can't do is, is an English accent like from Wolverhampton. It's because I've heard him do it so much. I can't, I can't hear it. I, I don't actually hear when he does his accent. So everybody says he sounds like an English accent, but I don't actually hear it. It's really weird. I just call it I was growing up with him. So my mom leaves and she comes back. Now, my mom is from, my mom grew up in Yonkers and, and worked in the Bronx, so she's got a very New Yorker accent. So I just want you to imagine that in your head. So there she is. She comes back. And when she opens the door, the smell has gotten so strong that it's actually, <laughs> it's making her feel nauseous at this time. So she goes over to my father and she smacks him right in the back of the head. And my father looks at her and goes, what was that for? And she says, you went to the bathroom and it stinks. And he goes, I went to the bathroom like four hours ago. And my mom goes, well, I think you stuffed the drain up because it really smells bad. I think you should go clear it out. So my father now goes down into the basement, an old dirt basement, a, a, a house that was built a hundred years ago, literally a hundred years ago. He goes down into the basement to go snake out the drains now. So meanwhile, there's Dee and I upstairs. We finally come downstairs. And uh, we see my mom, and I say, hey, where's dad? And she goes, oh, yeah, he, uh, he's downstairs sneaking the drain out. He, he clogged the toilet. And I went, why do you say he clogged the toilet? She goes, well, can't you smell that? And I said, well, that's not clogging the toilet. That was D. He took a dump. And my mom looks at me with this horrible, terrified look on her face and goes, oh, my God, your dad's downstairs sneaking out the drain right now. So... My dad literally like comes upstairs that moment and he's covered from about his neck down in shit. And, and I literally mean this in, in the, the literal sense. He's covered from his neck down in shit because he's just been snaking out this main drain. He's a shite monster about that. And he comes upstairs and my mom looks at him and goes, oh, honey, I'm sorry, but... That smell was, was actually, was, was D. It was Steve's friend. He went to the bathroom. 
And my dad, who, who never curses, who's never cursed around me pretty much up to that point in his life, he looks at me, he looks at my mom, and he looks at Derek, and the most serious voice you've ever heard an Englishman make, he looks at Derek and goes, you're never going to take another shit in this house again. <laughs> Into this day, I have and, not. and the best part was, is that's exactly right. D never took a shit in that house again. <laughs> In fact, you could tell when he would come over, he'd be sitting there and we'd all be hanging out and you'd know when he had to go to the bathroom because he'd like, hey guys, come on, let's go down to Stewart's. And we'd all go down to Stewart's to buy like Twizzler and Nibs <laughs> and he'd go to the bathroom down there because he wasn't going to take a shit in that house ever again. Or it'd be, hey Steve, I got to go home. Yeah, or that would be it. Hey, okay, it's time to go. Come on guys, it's time to go. He'd be like, why? We just got it. No, it's time to go. Come on guys, we got to go. That's how you knew D had to take a shit then. <laughs> <laughs> and I could see Gravemind there. He must have his mic muted because I could see him laughing, rubbing his eyes. Like, holy shit, what the hell am I listening to? Yeah, it was. Good. That's great. <laughs> I enjoyed that one. That's uh, only one of the classic the D stories. By Steve stories. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That is, that is one classic right there. That is definitely a classic D story. Yeah, so. So, um. I guess, Gravemind, where can people find you at if they were so inclined to search for you on the internet? I don't know why they would want to do that, but it's a Gravemind with why. D, where can people find you if they're so inclined to find you on the internet? They can find me at uh, microbrewgamers with a Z dot com or at microbrewgamers with a Z on YouTube for some uh, beer and game reviews. Zyberblood, where can people find you? Well... Anything and everything, uh, but mostly uh, Twitter uh, and uh, Facebook, Zyberblood, um, at Zyberblood for Twitter, and it's Z-Y-B-E-R-B-L-O-O-D. Very nice. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at Cecil vs. Games, and uh, you can find me at www.twitch.com forward slash Cecil Xavier, and yes, it's spelled exactly how you think. Don't forget to email us at GNA in your DNA at what the hell is it? It's GNA podcast at GNA in your DNA dot one. So if you've got any or GNA at or GNA at your t- at Ninja Pancakes. So if you've got any comments, uh, death threats, you've guys got pancakes. Ninja pancakes. Ninja pancakes. And samurai waffles. So write in if you've got some uh, some feedback or if you've got a topic you want to talk about on the show or hell even if you want to uh try to be on the show we're uh we're not that prejudiced unless you're uh, in media pancake but thank you for joining us tonight on uh, on this saint patty's day episode of gna have a great night and everybody sorry for all the intense nerdiness Catch you all later. Have a good night. Sorry for the awful jokes. Sorry for the hour long joke that I told about the gorilla playing tag. Have a good night, all.